Be dazzled this holiday season by Northern Virginia's largest drive-through light show at Bull Run Festival of Lights. Celebrate the holidays as a family while staying warm and cozy. Drive the festival route from the comfort of your car. Turn off your headlights and just follow the magical glow through two and a half miles of dazzling displays in Bull Run Regional Park in Centerville, Virginia. Plan your visit now. When you visit by mid-December, you'll save. Get your tickets today at BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. That's BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. Make our confession of faith together. Say it with me. Say, I am blessed because the life-giving message I'm about to hear will change what I do in Jesus' name. Amen. Since you clearly got a praise you got to get out, I'm going to give y'all 60 more seconds to get it out. You ready? You ready? One, two, three, give him praise. Come on, online. Come on, podcast. There's something electric in this atmosphere. I pray you feel it wherever you're streaming from right now. Yeah, can you the level host shot? All right, let's go to work. Grab a seat. Let's go to work. Hey, shake it! I'm not on the ball. Glory to God. Glory to God. All right, let's go to work. So the series we're in is called The Kingdom in You. (laughs) Someone said, why they do all that praise? And this is his church. We didn't come to see you. We came to see Everybody open your mouth and say, I came to hear from God. Say, and there is a word in the house with my name on it. Let's go to work. So the series is this. It's the kingdom in you. You can stand, you can sit, you can sit at the altar, you can lay prostrate, you can rock back and forth, you can sit Indian style, whatever you got to do. But you don't know what the person on your row is facing. So if I was you, I wouldn't criticize their praise. 
I would join in with their praise. Let All right. Let's go to work. So, so the series, the series is the kingdom in you. To learn what Jesus gives us when we receive him. Say, I receive the kingdom. So what is the kingdom? I've been teaching you now these last couple of weeks. The kingdom is this. It is when heaven's attributes invade the earth. In other words, I'm not dying to get to heaven. I'm living well to bring heaven down here. The Bible does not promise us heaven as a place to live. It promises us the kingdom of heaven, which is a lifestyle. It doesn't mean everything is perfect. It just means everywhere I look, I see progress. Heaven is an environment of perpetual progress. And for some of you, I need you to get excited. Watch me. Because when you start to check back, I looked today and I had to look back over this same time over the last few years. And the Lord says, son, did you not see how every year I have made sure you have progress? I've made sure that you've gone further. You have done more this year than you've then you've done the same time last year. I need somebody to open your mouth and say, heaven is invading my life. Why should you not be worried about a doctor's report? Because heaven is invading your life. Why should you not worry about family drama? Heaven is invading your life. Why should you not be worried about the economic situation? Heaven is invading my life. Why should you not be worried about the house prices? Because he's going to make heaven invade your Somebody say there's a kingdom in me. It is how God does things. What does this mean? God has a different way that he operates. God has a different way that he does things. And his way does not match man's way, but his way is better than man's way. See, man's way says get all you can, can all you get. God's way says your increase is in your release, which is why, watch me, the reason that praise report came tonight is because somebody wasn't afraid to release. Now, watch me, man's way says if you got fire, you need to hold on. But God's way says, listen, you need a way to be made so you don't hold on to it. You release it. And if it leaves your hand, it's leaving your hand, but it's not leaving your life. It went into her Wednesday and got her a miracle. Y'all better hear me today. I hope you sit next to some people that say, God, I want to do it your way, not my way. Because when I release what I have, heaven will release what it has. You're not living off your own supply. You're living off of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And the Bible says the cattle is his and the gold is his. Everything that is, it belongs to God. It is becoming who God said we are and possessing what God said we can. Now, this is important because God's making you into somebody different than you were before. And part of the kingdom is that you are not the same you. Watch me. You know that you're manifesting the kingdom when people that have known you don't recognize the new you. Oh, some of, some of y'all don't even understand. They're supposed to say you don't act the same. Duh, that's the whole idea. They're supposed to say you don't talk the same. Duh, that's the whole idea. They're supposed to say you don't get bothered by stuff the way you used to. Duh, that's the whole idea. You ain't mad about that? No. Why? I am becoming somebody brand new. It is becoming who God said we are. This is important. Because he calls you something in the midst of you looking like something totally different. He will call you a king when you feel like a pauper. He will call you a priest when you feel like a straight up ratchet. He, he will call you redeemed when you're still out there doing crazy stuff. I, I hope you're not sitting next to somebody that hasn't forgotten their issues and their struggles and their nuances and their proclivities and the stuff that God has had to get them through because you see them in church today, but there was a day they used to talk about church people. 
There was a day they used to criticize God's people. But look at what they're doing now. Won't he turn your whole life? Won't he, won't he, won't he, won't he? <laughs> look at me. Say the kingdom is being manifested. Talk to me like an army out of me. So on Sunday, I taught you this thing called the law of motion. And the law of motion says that an object at rest, a person at rest, a Christian at rest, a believer at rest, a woman at rest, an entrepreneur at rest, a pastor at rest, a leader at rest, a musician at rest, a deacon at rest, an elder at rest. Watch me. They will stay that way unless they're acted upon by an external force. Watch me. In other words, God says nothing's going to change in you until something around you pushes you. You were going to keep running back to that sorry relationship and those sorry friendships until you got and I just need to know is there anybody that can thank God for the push? It was painful. I didn't like it. I felt unworthy. I felt like life was a mess but I'm glad that he gave me a push. I'm glad that he gave me a Push. Why? Because you won't move unless something moves you. Can we be honest? The only reason you're as spiritual as you are today is you got pushed. See, people look at your praise, but they didn't see your push. They look at your shout, but they don't know what's currently pushing you right now. They don't know that you had so much pressure on you today that part of you said, I just can't even do this another day. But you said, let me press my way. You got pushed in church tonight. You got pushed online tonight. You and that's why this atmosphere is so charged. Why? It's a whole lot of people that have been. And I need you to open your mouth and push back with your praise on three. One, two, three, go, go, go. You push me, watch me push back. You push me, watch me push back. You push me, watch me push. You will stay the way you are if you're at rest. And when you're comfortable, you remain comfortable until something forces you. And watch me. And the reason you couldn't rebuke your push is because you cannot rebuke God. You said, Lord, don't let this happen. And it happened. He said, Lord, please don't let this go down. It went down. He said, Lord, please don't let this person do me like that. They did it. He said, Lord, please don't let this happen. And it happened. Because God says, you will not get in motion unless you are pushed. Watch me. Elbow somebody next to you say, you needed a push. And watch me. Because that force is called, in the Bible, tribulations. Mm. Acts 14, 22. That tribulation was necessary. Why? Because we must, read the underlying portion with me, through many tribulations, stop. God says through a whole lot of pushes, through a whole lot of pushes, you wonder why your prayers get answered. You got pushed. You wonder why you're such a fighter. People look at you and they see you as a fighter today, but they didn't realize that you used to struggle with security issues. Y'all. Truth be told, they don't even know you still occasionally struggle with them now. And it's the Lord that has to back you up. I, we must through what? Many tribulations. Through what? Many tribulations. Say it with me. Many tribulations. Stop. That means plural. That means I have to be pushed multiple times from multiple sources. Which means I'm dealing with multiple pains 
at the same time from different places. Where does the push come from? A noun, a person, place, thing, or idea. So what does this mean? That means you're getting pushed from over here, pushed from over here, pushed from back here, pushed from up here. And this is why you sometimes are confused about what decision to make because something's pushing you back and forward at the same time. Mm. Something's pushing you from the left and the right at the same time. So making decisions sometimes can be become perplexing and it can be become befuddling because you are vacillating between the various options that are laid in front of you because no option seems to make sense. Why? Because this tribulation means I've got internal pressure. Watch me. And I don't have good options. I've got options, just none of them are good to me. I, I wish there were some honest people, but there are some areas of your life that when you look at the options that are available, you're like, A, B, C, D, E. Ain't no none of these look appealing to me. Well, what's me? He says, we must through many tribulations, that's internal pressure, without good options. That's what that word means in the Greek language of our New Testament. It means that's how we enter the kingdom of God. Well, what did I teach you that the kingdom is? Heaven's attributes on earth. Stop. You're never going to get pushed to heaven's attributes until you have, watch me, gone through hell. We enter heaven's attributes on earth, which means the only way to enter heaven's attributes on earth is I first have to walk through hell. And once I make it through hell, I come out on the other side and it doesn't look like what I've been through. Can I give you an example? Shadrach, Meshach, and that bad. Mm. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Everybody watch me. Shadrach, Meshach, and what? Abednego. What's it? Shadrach, Meshach, and what? Abednego. Everybody watch me. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they are placed into a furnace that is heated. It felt like Denver in that furnace because Denver has been hot these last few days. But in that furnace, the, the heat is turned up because they refused to bow down when the music was played and worship the golden image of King Nebuchadnezzar. Because they would not do this, they were thrown into a fiery furnace. And while they are in the furnace, pay attention, while they are under pressure, while they're Acts 14, 22, while they are in tribulation, watch me. Because listen, if you're walking through a furnace, just check it out, it is like a torture chamber. So fire is everywhere around them. Fire above them, fire around them, fire under them. It's hot. Everywhere they touch, it's hot. And for some of you, that's what your life has felt like. You, watch me. You long for days when you don't have to get up at your normal time. Because, because some of you, let me get in your business, you have said, God, can I just have one day to myself? Can I just have one day to myself? kids not bother me with this spouse not bother me with these employees not bother me with these people that can I have a day you got fire everywhere so they walk into this furnace and they got fire everywhere everybody say fire everywhere they got fire everywhere they walk into the furnace and the furnace is turned up hotter than it normally is so much so that the guys that took them to the furnace they died watch me what 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 has taken other people out is what's about to take you up I'm going to talk to these people over here because these people ain't saying nothing. What has taken other people out is about to take you all Because you're about to manifest something. Something in you is about to come out of you. Open your mouth and say the kingdom is manifesting. So, so they go in there 
and the guards that take them to the furnace, they die. They put them in there. And when they put them in the furnace, watch me, watch me. Here's what they say before they go. They say, King Nebuchadnezzar, uh, O king, long live the king. Uh, listen, our God is able to deliver us from this fiery furnace. Watch me, law of motion and object at rest remains at rest. See, what happened on the other end after they made it out of the fiery furnace was that they got promoted. Watch me. But they would have been comfortable where they were unless they got pushed. You were about to settle and then he... If you don't open your mouth... Where the people that have been pushed in the last six months... I'll know by your response. I got, I got, I got, I got, I got. They were pushed. And as they are pushed, everybody watch me. They're in there and they're in there. And they said to the king before they get in, they said, oh king, we need you to know something. Our God is able. Say he's able. He is able to deliver us from this fiery furnace of yours. But watch the line. Here's how you know you've matured. Say, say no good options because they are under command of the king. They have no good options. Here's what they say. Here's how you know you're maturing. But even if he doesn't, how you know your faith is real? I want this to happen. But even if it, God don't, God don't. I want it to go down like this. But even if it doesn't go down like this, He's still God. Yeah. Watch me. Look. It said, even if he doesn't, even if, we have no good options. We have no good options. We have no good options. Because we, we're not going to bow down to you false king, to, to you false God. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. We have no good options. The only option is we got to walk through this fire. And when they go in the fire, not only do they go in the fire, but they're bound. They're bound. They're bound. Give me something to wrap him up with. Something. Find something. Rope, cord, something. That'll work. Now don't break it. Now do not break this. Matter of fact, give me something else. I don't even want that to, much we paid for that. Uh-uh, no. There you go, this'll work, thank you. Uh-uh, we're gonna be good stewards of the Lord's resources. <laughs> Yeah. Uh-uh. Wrap now, now, now wrap him up. Come on, wrap him up. Just get, there you go. Just no, you got no. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Wrap him up. Wrap him up. Okay. Do his hands. Do his hands. Do his hands. Come on. Do his hands. Come on. Come on. Today. Wrap him up. There we go. All right. You got him wrapped. Okay. All right. He, he wrapped up. All right. He wrapped up. They got him. They won't let him out. Listen. So he goes in there. What's me? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who were Daniel's friends, by the way. Which means Daniel didn't go through that same when Daniel went through a lion's den. See, you and your people around you aren't going through the same pressure, but all of y'all got. Which is why some of you need to stop being so nasty and mean with the people around you. Because while you are dealing with fire, they're dealing with lions. Elbow somebody next to you say, you got me? And I got you in the spirit. Say, because after tonight, we coming out. God ain't got no faith in this room. God, 
elbow somebody else say after tonight the fire you were in the lion's den you were in you coming out this the last day you're going to see me like this last day you're going to see me like this I'm coming out watch me yeah. so watch so watch Watch. So they go in there like this. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Daniel's dealing with lion's dens. Daniel's dealing with other stuff. Daniel's being lied on. Daniel's being set up. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, his friends, they were all contemporaries. They are, they are going into the fire furnace. You got it? When they go into the fire furnace, they go like this. The guy that takes them in, what did I tell you happens to him? They die. What does that mean? The people who got you in this mess, they left after. Who? You got me into this mess and your trifling behind walked away? You old trifling. They started the problem and left you with the problem. They created the mess and left you with the mess. I rebuke your next six months having people that start problems and leave you with the problems. God's about to send you some problem solvers in your life. You're about to have some people that come with solutions in your life. Every single parent, you're about to have some backup. You're about to have some help come your way. So what? You didn't brought me into this mess and gone. So now, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You, and give me two friends. Give me you, come on, you, and come on, come on. That's all right, that's good. That's good, good. This is the contemporary version. You, you really worship it. Come on here. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> come on. It's a real praise over there. Listen, y'all. Come on, watch me. And now they're walking. Y'all walk. But watch me. But they're bound. And every little bit, y'all turn towards me, walk this way. Every little bit of progress they make is slow. Because I'm bound. And there's pressure all around me. There's fire all around me. There's pressure all around. There's fire all around. And then watch me stop. The Bible records something interesting. Say, what does it record, Bishop? Um, scripture says, teaches us a principle that, that while in there, they begin to pray. They repent. And I've taught on this before. I don't have time to go through it in depth. Through Midrash and through other scriptural reference, we learn that they begin to repent for their stuff and the stuff of the generations before them. In other words, they said, wait a minute, we're going to use this fire. God, everything I have done wrong, knowingly, and... I Come on, Bishop, how do I know I'm coming out? Because you're about to repent. Lift your hands in this building and go online and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, everything I've done that is wrong, knowingly and unknowingly, I ask for forgiveness. I repent of my sin. I repent of my pride. I repent of my arrogance. And I yield to your way. Your will be done. 
not my will be done. I repent. I repent. I get back to the penthouse. The best version of myself. I was a little discouraged, but I'm back now. Say, I was a little frustrated, but I'm back now. So watch, they began to repent. So while in the fire, their prayer life got hot. This is why I don't understand how some of y'all miss it, even when it has technical issues. Listen. Because something around them, law of motion, an object at rest, remains at rest, unless acted upon by an external force. So they got pushed into the furnace. When they get pushed into the furnace, they don't complain, they go into prayer. I pray you go into prayer before you complain. I pray you go into worship before you worry. I pray you go into prayer before you start thinking this is going to be your end. It's not. It's about to push you to a better version of yourself. So watch. You got to go watch. So, so, so they're in there. And then the king, he was a torturer because he had a window. So he could see into the furnace. And he looks into the furnace as he looks into the furnace, he says to his assistants, he says, uh, hey, uh, how many did we throw in there? When I make this revelation, if y'all don't shout, I I'm going to walk out the door. Hold on, let me make it first, though. I know y'all ready to shout for anything, but just let me, let me shout with understanding. You ready? He says, King Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar, by the way, pay attention, means protect my child. So even though they pushed you and they thought they were getting over on you, God was like, oh no, this push is for her protection. This push is for his protection. I control how far you can go. I control how much you can do. Open your mouth and say, God's got this. God's got this. It means protect my child. So even the pusher was a protector. Watch me. The protector says, <laughs> the protector says, didn't we put three in now? They said, yes, king. Oh, yes, king. He said, well, here's my problem. When I look, and wait a minute. And when we, wasn't they locked up? When we put them in now? Oh, yes, king. We had our best handcuffs, our best rope, our best stuff. He said, well, I got a problem. Because when I'm looking in the furnace, I don't see three, I see four. And the fourth one looks like God. Okay, let me see if you can catch the revelation. While they were in the furnace, they manifested something out of them. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. They how did Jesus get in there? Stop, stop. How did he get in there? How did he get in there? How did he get in there and take human form? It's because they manifested heaven's attributes on the earth. He got in there because they, manif they manifested him. And I need you to open your mouth and say, he's about to manifest in the middle of the year.
Uh-uh. 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 Some of y'all didn't get it. Some of y'all didn't get it because some of y'all still sitting down. Because I know you ain't got it. So that's okay. A good shepherd comes and gets all the sheep. There's a fourth man in the room. Watch me. How many were put in there? Three. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. It wasn't a spiritual being. It was a physical being. Some of y'all keep saying, God, where are you at? He says, you're about to manifest me. God, where are you at? You're about to manifest me. Mm -mm. So, so, come on, let me come back and get all the sheep. Say, Bishop, get us all. I need you to say it like an army. Say, get us all. Come on, get everybody. YouTube, Facebook, everybody. Replay podcast. Three men's going here. Three young men going there. When three young men go in there, hear me. When three young men go in there, watch me. The king looks and says, we only put three. How do I see four? And they're walking, watch me, and they're walking free. And that fourth dude, he looks like God. Well, King Nebuchadnezzar, you're a pagan worshiper. How do you know what God looks like? God's about to make your enemies. He's about to make your haters. See, you manifest the Lord. I need you to go up and worship for five seconds. Go, five. Woo, four. Three, two, they're going to wish they never put their mouth on you. They're going to wish they never started trouble with you because I'm about to manifest. <laughs> Shall manifest. So what happened? Go back to the definitions for kingdom. The Bible says when they came out that they didn't smell like smoke. They didn't smell like fire. Not a shins of their hair on their body was touched. How does this happen? Because when they went into the furnace, how'd they get there? They got pushed through what? Many tribulations. What did they do? Heaven's attributes invaded the earth. Uh-uh, no, no, uh-uh, uh-uh. You missed it. You missed it. We, through many tribulations, enter the kingdom of God. God says, I'm going to put you in a fire and then make you manifest my attributes in the earth. You keep saying, who going to give me the check? You going to manifest it. Who going to pay for this? You going to manifest it. Who's going to help me with my family? You going to manifest your help. Who's going to get me this business started? You're going to manifest it. How my family going to get saved? You're about to manifest. I ain't playing with y'all. Let's go. So, so, in the fire, they manifest heaven's attributes in the earth. So the fire couldn't touch them because fire is controlled. Can I go deep? 
Fire is controlled in heaven. How do you know? Cherubim, the flaming ones, control fire. This is too deep. Let me stop. Which means your fire can't touch me because my God runs fire. What then shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who would dare be against us? So the reason your fire didn't touch me, King Nebuchadnezzar, is because in heaven, fire is controlled. This is too deep. How God does things. God says, watch me, weeping may endure for a night. But joy comes in the morning. So God says, it's going to get dark. It's going to get dark. But while it's dark, how does God do things? It's a new day. When does a new day begin? Midnight. Technically, it's 11.53 p.m. if you want to get technical about it. But midnight. At midnight, what does it look like outside? Dark. But what is it? A new day. Which means I don't wait on it to look like what I said. Because I said it, it already. And for some of y'all, you don't even realize the day has already changed. Open your mouth and say, it's already a new day. It's I got to go. Becoming who God said we are. Wait a minute. God says, y'all, 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 y'all got to gotta repent. He said, so, so you're going to become who I say you're to become. And I want to promote you, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So you're about to possess something you didn't possess before. So what happened in the furnace? They manifested. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Some of y'all looking like you ain't with me. I need you with me. God says, you wouldn't have done any of that had you not been pushed. Acts 14, 22. And through many tribulations, internal pressure. What options did they have in the furnace? No good ones. No good ones. You can't even commit, somebody said commit suicide. You can't even commit suicide because you're bound. Some of you, watch me, death won't even have you. Ah, you didn't try it, but death said, it ain't time for you yet. You were in an accident, but you couldn't die. It's not time for you yet. Open your mouth and say, I shall live and not die. Death sent you back. Because you're not done. Woo. Open your mouth and say, I'm Done. I'm not 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 done. So, tribulation, I gotta go. Tribulation, you can be seated, watch me, or you can stand, whatever you need to do. Tribulation opens you to either lock down from the kingdom or have the kingdom unlocked in you. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego could have said at that moment, you know what, we're done. God, we trusted you, and this didn't work. Which is why before they went into the furnace, they said, but even if you don't, everybody pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord, even if you don't, Going back is not an option. Say, even if you don't, going to my past is not an option. Ooh. Say, even if you don't, going back to who I used to be is unacceptable. So tribulations opens you to either lock down from the kingdom. So they could have locked down. They could have just fell down and decided to die. Instead, 
They went into prayer and they manifested. Y'all still with me? So when you're in tribulation, you're now open. Say, I'm open now. You can lock down. You can say, I'm not doing this. I'm not believing God. I ain't going to church. I ain't, going, I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that. You can lock down or you can, watch me, be unlocked. Say, I choose to be unlocked. What's being unlocked? Romans 14, 17. For the kingdom of God is not in eating and drinking, but in righteousness, right with God and good character. Wouldn't I told you they prayed? What did they pray to, to repent? What does that mean? I want to fix this. Because part of the kingdom means that things are right with you, God. I ain't going to walk around here being right with my spouse and being wrong with God. I ain't going to walk around here being right with my family and wrong with God. I'm not going to walk around here being right with people and being wrong with God. And peace. What does that mean? Shalom. Nothing is missing. Nothing is broken. Nothing is lacking. All is well. Even in the fiery furnace, nothing was missing. Nothing was broken. Nothing was lacking. And all was well. Some of you keep saying, well, Bishop, no, it looks like something is looking. You need to count again. Do I need to take you back to last week? Two fish, five loaves. You're about to witness grace. You're about to witness him. I'm going to need you to count it again. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, count it again. Count it again. Watch me. Nothing is missing in your life. Nothing is broken in your life. Nothing is lacking in your life. All is well. And joy. Shout joy. joy. This means I'm going to make you glad and great. Glad and great. Glad and great. Glad and great. Which means you're going to be happy. Mm. You're going to be happy. Watch me. And what you produce will be great. You will be happy and the way people see you will be great. Some of you don't even see how other people see you. You see yourself as a grasshopper. They see you as a giant. You don't even know the impact you have on certain people, which is why I need you to get out your feelings and get back on your assignment because you don't even know that other people see you as a warrior. And while you're feeling weak and feeling like a punk, other people need you to be Say glad and great in the Holy Spirit. So watch me say, I choose to be unlocked. How? The kingdom isn't a physical place. It's in you, but it must be unlocked. I'm going to preach fast now because I'm running out of time. Luke 17, 21. Nor will they say, see here or see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. It's not a physical place. It is not a building. This building is not the kingdom. Your house is not a kingdom. Your job is not a kingdom. Uh, 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 no physical place is a kingdom. It's in you, which is why his kingdom is greater than any other kingdom because his kingdom is not landlocked. His kingdom is not locked to any geographical territory, which means it's not the, uh, the kingdom of, of, of this nation or that nation or that nation. It, wherever his people are, there his kingdom is. Say, the kingdom is in me. Say, but it must be unlocked. There are keys to unlock the kingdom in you. How do you know that, Bishop? Matthew 16 and 18. I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you. What was Peter? Peter was gifted apostolically. Let me just make it real simple for the sake of this word. Say, the man of God. Uh-huh. I give you, the man of God, the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Where is that at? In you. Which means there are keys to you that you don't have. Because mm. somebody said, why we got to do church? I got my own thing with God. You don't have the keys, though. That's why you can't unlock you because there's keys to you. You can, you can do your own thing all you want, but you still need a man of God to unlock. Mm -hmm. 
I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you, the man of God, bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. The Lord is our king and our father who gives spiritual leadership to point you to him and reveal him to you, watch me, and you to yourself. Say, he's my king and father. Here's the challenge is that I have to learn how to deal with them from a multitude of expressions. Okay, let, let me see if I can make this plain. Uh, it, it's kind of like if you've ever gone into business with your family, when you're doing business, th this ain't family. So don't come in here talking about mama and them. No, it's, it's, no, uh-uh. This is the business. So don't bring family in the business and don't, and don't bring that work talk over here while we're trying to eat dinner. Y'all like... Some of y'all have never done that. All right, and don't. <laughs> Listen, you'll save yourself a lot of money on your car and church. Listen, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Got to have fun in church. I'm just joking. Watch me. Watch me. The problem many people have is that you only want him to be, watch me, your father. You, you, you do not know how to deal with him as your king. Bishop, what do you mean by that? So you want him to rock you. It's going to be all right, baby. It's going to be good. Mm. Come here, pumpkin. You want that. And God is like, I will do that. But at a certain point, I need you to get up out my arms. I need you to put your own shoes on. I, you, you know how crazy it would look for a 15-year-old to be carried in this building by his mama? Do you know how crazy it would look for a 22-year-old to be carried in here by their daddy? That's the same way some people look in the spirit. You only want him to carry you. You don't take his commands. But I need you to open your mouth and say, he's my king and my father. Which means he knows how to comfort me and he knows how to check me. He knows how to love me. He knows how to get me out of life. He knows how to give me his com comfort, but he knows how to give me his commands. So, so, so watch me. Jeremiah 23, 4, because this is God's way. God says, I'm going to give you spiritual leadership that will point you. Let's go back to the last one. That will point you, watch me, that will reveal the Lord to you, watch me, and, and you to yourself. Yeah. People say, I know me. No, you don't. Yeah. Bible says in Jeremiah that your heart is deceitfully wicked above all, which means you lie to you more than the devil lies to you. So while you talking about the devil is a lie, I know somebody else too. <laughs> say your name, say your name. Right? Watch me. So look at this, Jeremiah 23, 4. And I will set up shepherds over them who will feed them, and they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed, nor shall they be lacking, says the Lord. So the role of the shepherd, let's just keep it simple for the sake of this teaching, say the man of God. Man of God. Say it with me, say the man of, God. man of God. So here's my job. My job is to feed you. Watch me. It, it, watch me. It is not to force feed you. What does that mean? All I can do is lay it out. If you don't do anything with it, that's on you. All I can do is make it available. But if you don't do something, it's not my fault that you have lack because you don't listen. Y'all ain't going to talk. I'm going to preach hard. It is not my fault that you are stressed because you won't sit down long enough to hear the word of the... Y'all ain't going to talk. It is not my fault that you're in fear because you want to fight the word instead of obey the word. You still with me? Don't get quiet now. Y'all was tearing the church up 30 minutes ago. Watch me. So look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 11. 
And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, the teachers. These refer to, I've taught on this before in a series called Gifts. I've taught on this before in spiritual gifts series over and over again. These are referred to as the five-fold ministry gifts. Five is the biblical number of grace. Uh, um, the apostle, can I get everybody to do this with me? Let me teach you for a moment. The apostle, the thumb, foundation. That's what Peter was gifted as. His office was a bishop. His gift was the apostle. He's the foundation, which means, watch me, an apostle cares more about your substance than just your show. That's why when I preach, yes, we go up, yes, we shout, yes, we give God glory, but you got some substance out of what I gave you. You ain't going to be able to go home and say, child, I didn't get none out. You a lie. You just weren't listening. There's not a day I take this microphone where I'm not going to give you substance, and I'm going to show it to you in his word and not give you my opinion. Because my opinion don't stand up in the realm of heaven. Only his word does. Apostles, prophets, can you give it's okay, you can point, it's okay, you can point, you can point. It's polite in church tonight. Okay. The prophet, the prophet gives you direction. The prophet gives you correction. Got it? Right? Right? So a, a, a prophetic gift always feels like they're in your face. So so the way I'm gifted, I, I walk in all five. So this is why when the message is preached, you're not just getting, oh, that's really nice, that's really nice. The word be like, talk. This is why some of y'all think people tell me your business. Because the prophetic gift gets in your face. All right, evangelist, can you do this? Evangelist, the long figure, the goal, the gift of preaching is actually the gift of evangelism. It's the gift of evangelism. The gift of preaching is actually the gift of evangelism. All right, and you'll notice that's your longer finger, should be your longer finger. <laughs> should be your longer finger because that's the one that's reaching. Watch me. Watch me. For many of you, watch me. You, uh, uh, no, let's move. All right, let's go. Let's go. No. See, for many of you, watch me. You think that the only place that can happen is in here. Evangelism isn't needed in here. These people are saved. Evangelism is needed out there. Well, Bishop, who's the evangelism department? You are. We don't have one because everybody should be one. Come on, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, the shepherd, shepherd, the, the marital finger, because the shepherd is married to the sheep. And for as many people like to talk about church hurt, can I tell you the majority of hurt is shepherd hurt? Because you got to deal with trifling people who love you on one day and won't even follow up with you the next day. Y'all who think you, okay, y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. You have to deal with people who, 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 who frankly will bite the hand that feeds them. And they want you to be consistent while they part-time. They want you to be on top of your stuff all the time. Okay, y'all ain't gonna sit down. And teachers, teachers, you get a good grip. Five-fold ministry. So when the Bible says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that's his hand, those gifts. Humble yourself under the order of God. You got me? And he himself gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, or pastors, same thing, and teachers. To do what? Verse 12. To equip the saints to do what? The work of ministry. So it's actually not my job to do ministry. It's my job to teach you how to do it. And then let you do it. It's not my job to build harvest. It's yours. 
It's quiet in the building tonight. You're going to understand why we're going here in a moment. Watch me. To equip the saints for the work of ministry, for the building up, there it is, in the body of Christ. Verse 13. Until we all attain the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. Look at this next part. To mature manhood, which means the, my role is to get you mature. I have failed as a shepherd if your maturity has not been challenged. And some of you, how do you know you're maturing? Because stuff that used to tick you off 30 days ago, you have matured so much that you're like, oh, I'm good. Who in the building and who online can testify that since you've been under this man of God that you have matured? I'm not saying worship or give glory to man, no. But if you have matured, give God a praise right there. I'm better, I'm better, I'm better. I know more, I do more, I see more, I'm stronger, I'm wiser. To mature manhood, God says, I am tired of my children. Look at the next part. To the mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Go to the next part. So that we may no longer be children. God says, I'm tired of my children acting like kids. I'm tired of my children acting like kids. How does a kid act? The moment something don't go their way. How does a kid act? They holler and scream and want everybody else to clean up their mess. They will mess that diaper up and then holler at you to come change it. Somebody say, I'm growing up. Mm -mm, say that thing like you're maturing. Say, I'm growing up. Watch me. And growth is not connected to age. Maturity is not connected to age because you can be old and a fool. And ain't nothing worse than an old fool. Because that's locked in you. Watch me. They're tossed to and fro. Watch this. By the waves. Stop. Watch me. My job is to not follow a trend. My job is to not ride the wave of what's popular. My job is to get you to a place of maturity so that the kingdom in you, I'm going to connect the dots in a moment, comes up out of you. It is not for you to ride the waves and the trends because if you ride the waves and the trends, eventually the wave crashes and it breaks. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me tonight, which is why, well, you know, why you ain't doing this? God didn't say for me to do that for the people that I leave so I could care less what anybody else is doing because that's not my assignment. And I have decided to follow God, which means I got to obey God and carried about by every wind of doctrine, which means any little thing that comes up new, they carry it away. So now, watch me, you get carried away. You hear, you hear Hebrew Israelite, now you think, now you're Hebrew Israelite. You hear pyramids, now you're pyramid. You, 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 hear, you hear this, you're over here. You do this, you're over here. You do this, now you got all these jewels and stuff on your hands, talking about you bringing your sh chakras in. And all, just, uh, Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. You heard somebody walk up to you and say, do you, have you heard of God mother? Listen, he ain't got no mama. I don't know. I know what they out there saying in this, in this, in this city. Just so you know, this is the highest concentration of witchcraft is in this city because they like the peaks. That's why there's so much to fight through in the atmosphere because this is where they say the witches reside. But to God be the glory, God has sent us to be a people where the kingdom resides. Open your mouth and give him glory. Say the kingdom is here. 
This is why God started us here so that we learn how to deal with the most severe of warfare. All right, let's go. That's good to me. Carried away by every wind of doctrine, by human cunningness, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. He, he, said, he said, there are people who are out here scheming on people. And because the people have no maturity, they're falling for the schemes. But I need you to lay your hands on yourself say, but Oh, now I'm going to preach real hard. So, can I tell you something crazy? Let me tell you how I know we're on the verge of a major breakthrough. Say, how you know, Bishop? Say, how do you know, Bishop? So, on Monday night, if you saw, y'all know, if there's nothing else you can depend on Bishop Foreman, it's be consistent and timely. And, 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 so, and so, about 10 minutes before prayer, everything on my internet and in the studio just dropped. Just dropped. Reset it multiple times, nothing came back up. When it came back up, nothing would connect. Now, I'm loyal to a particular brand of device. I don't want to talk about that. Nothing came up. And, and the Android certainly would have been able to connect. <laughs> if I listen, if I listen, sit that section down. Listen, no, just joking. I'm just joking. Nothing, nothing was working. Everybody pay attention. Everybody pay attention. Watch me. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. Nothing was working. Everybody say nothing was working. And so, and so I said, this is crazy. I said, God, this is crazy. It says it's working. It won't connect. Nothing would connect. And I'm like, God. So for a moment, I got so frustrated. I was like, well, I guess we ain't just praying tonight. And then I said to myself, sir, this is not who you are. So I said, well, we're just going to have to go with what we got. And we're going to keep trying. And we're going to go. We're gonna... So, so watch me. So that had never happened. I was so frustrated. I was so, I was so mad after prayer. I was going to go eat. And for those of you who don't know, I don't eat after 6 o'clock. But I got on DoorDash after that and said, I'm about to get the most cheesiest, most bread. Give me a bread and cheese sandwich with butter. I was hot. Because you pay for all this stuff and the stuff didn't work. The moment I clicked end on prayer, no joke. The moment I hit the X on the main camera that's in front of me, the moment I hit the X, everything came up and connected. Everything, ding, ding, everything connected. Now, now watch me. Now, watch me. I said, now that's something. So I said, okay, what is this? What is this? Watch me. Say something big's coming. Say it'll be here shortly. I don't know what it is. I just know. I know how to look for the signs. I know how to look for the signs. I know how to look for the so then, while I'm preaching, you want a trip with me? Open your mouth and make this declaration. Say, through many tribulations. When you begin to see distractions and delays, there's something divine. 
And the same way you saw me just keep it moving, if something go wrong in the next few, I need you to just swap mics, keep it moving, keep it moving, keep it moving. Lay your hands on yourself, say keep it moving, keep it moving, keep it moving, keep it moving. So, so watch me. So, so look at this. I'm almost done. Amos 3.7. Amos 3.7. Amos 3.7. Watch me. For surely the Lord God does nothing without revealing his secret. Which means God keeps secrets. He, I know, right? He keeps, he keeps secrets. Somebody say he keeps secrets. For the Lord God does nothing without revealing his secrets to his servants, the prophets. Let me keep it simple, and let's just replace that word with the man of God. You got it? For the Lord God does nothing. See, the reason why you come in here and you begin to understand you better is because he keeps secrets about you that he reveals to the man of God he's assigned you to. And when the word of God begins to go forward, you begin, that's why I'm like that. That's why I do that. That's why I think this. That's why I act that way. Because God says, I want to start revealing secrets about you to you, but I'm not going to do it until I reveal my secret to the man of God. Now, now watch me. Look at Hosea 12 and 13. Look at Hosea 12 and 13. Look at Hosea 12 and 13. It says, by a prophet, by a man of God, say man of God, the Lord, watch me, brought Israel up from Egypt and by a prophet he was guarded. Now listen, 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 listen. Stay with me. Stay with me. So let's, let's just backtrack. You ready? So, so the kingdom is where? In you. He gives keys to you to a what? Man of God. Right? Man of God's job is to do what? Unlock you. Got it? Got it? And in that unlocking, you're going to mature, you're going to grow, you're going to develop. God says, I'm keeping secrets about you, from you, that I reveal to the man of God I've assigned you to. And you don't ever have to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with him. When he preaches, it's just like you were talking direct. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me right there. Some of you are like, God, don't, I don't even need to say nothing to him because when he preaches, he just preached everything. I, he just answered every question I had. I don't even. So watch this next part. Watch this next part. By a man of God, watch me because we're about to go up in the spirit, but watch me for something unique. Watch me. By a prophet, by a man of God, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. Watch me. God did it, but he used a man of God. I, I don't think you understand. God says, I brought my people out of Egypt, and I did it by what? A man of God. And I kept them out of Egypt by what? A man of God. Let me say it another way. He brought you out of depression. Brought you out of suicide. Brought you out of spiritual immaturity. Brought you out of being a heathen. Y'all ain't going to talk. Brought you out of living your own life, doing it your own way. And God says he did it, but he used the man of God. And he says the way you got out is the way you stay out. Because I'm going to use that same man of God to guard you and keep you out. Y'all ready? So watch me. So look what happens. You ready? Because watch me. We're about to go up in the spirit, and I'm going to ask you to do something for me tonight. And if this is your first time, watch me. You can do it too. Everybody can do it because, because watch this next scripture. Because if there's a key to you, give me a key. If there's a key to you, if there's a key to you that you don't have, and God uses a man of God to bring you out of and keep you out of, to guard you. There were some bad decisions you were going to make, and you came in here, you logged on and heard a word, and the word changed that decision. Do I have a witness? 
You just said, this one I'm going to do. I can't wait. I can't wait. And you came in, in church. You logged on. And then all of a sudden, you listened to the podcast and your whole trajectory changed. God says, I use a man of God to guard you. He's not only going to unlock you, but he's going to guard you. I'll use him to protect you. But watch what happens. Mark chapter 14, verse 27. I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. Why? Because if I get the shepherd, they go to keys. If I weary the shepherd, then the keys are gone. If I strike the shepherd, you can't come out. Because see, some of you all, you don't recognize just how powerful the word of God that's preached to you, the impact it has on you. Because God's way is he uses a man of God, but the keys are gone, then you're not guarded. And if you're not guarded, come here. If you're not guarded, come here. If you're not guarded, you, you, you may. Listen, you, watch me. Watch me. You will. Come on. Come on. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. Look at me. Everybody look at me. Pay attention to me. Pay attention. Watch me. I'm teaching you how to war through noise. Watch me. Pay attention. Pay attention. Some of you all, this is good training for you. Pay attention. Do not get distracted. Pay attention. Open up your mouth and say, pay attention. And say, pray it down. Go up in the spirit and shut that down. Go up in the spirit and shut that down. We take authority in the name of Jesus and rebuke any distraction in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So look, so watch, so watch, so watch. Watch. If I strike the shepherd, if I smite the shepherd, then the sheep will scatter, which means, so you, let's pretend like you're the sheep. Let's pretend like in this analogy, you're the shepherd. What, what happens? He says this, you're guarded. You're guarded. If I smite the shepherd, you're left unguarded. And this is why for some of you all, watch me, you're not watching this by accident. You're not here by accident because you've lived your last day unguarded. God has called you and he said, I need you to have the right man of God in your life that will feed you. But, but, but watch me. He says, if I, if I strike the shepherd, the sheep will scatter. Keys are gone. So look at these statistics. 1,700 pastors quit every month. I know why. Look, 7,000 churches close, 4,000 open every year. That means we lose 3,000 churches a year. Pastor is the second least respected profession above car salesmen. 50% of pastors are so discouraged they want to quit. I know why. 50% of pastors starting won't last five years. Thank God we beat that statistic. One in ten pastors will retire as a minister in any form. Look, look at the next one. 
Look at the next one. 70% of pastors constantly fight depression. To take people up. And then be, watch me. And to then have to go fight and defend yourself. Wait. 40% of pastors report serious conflict with members monthly. Some people think they're easy to deal with. Doctors, lawyers, and pastors have the highest incidence of drug abuse, alcoholism, and suicide. More pastors committed suicide in the last 12 months than any other time in recorded history. You with me? 85% of pastors say their greatest problem is problem people. If I smite the shepherd, if I smite the shepherd, if I smite the shepherd, so what the Lord told me to do with this message is to teach those that I lead how to do these things. Put it up the next one. Is to teach, watch me, how to cover your shepherd in prayer. You have no clue the warfare. You have no clue the daily fight. So the Lord told me, he said, teach them, son. How to cover you in prayer. He said, teach them how to bless who blesses them. He said, and teach them how to support who speaks life into them. So I always pray for you every Monday. I pray, I got you every Wednesday. I got you every Sunday. One time, I'm asking you, would you cover me? See, I can't get no amens right there. See, I can't get nobody to say nothing right there. See, I can't get anybody to give God glory right there. My nature is I'm a fighter. I'm a gladiator. I'm a warrior. But the truth is, even the gladiator gets tired. If I smite the shepherd, if I smite the shepherd, I want you to hit me, not hard. Hit me. Hit me, I'm going to hit you. Hit me. 15 years of that. People who you do everything for and you ask them to do one thing. People who love you on Sunday and talk about you like a dog on... People who because you say one thing they don't like, now they gone. But they forgot that it was you that bailed them out. It was you that covered them. It was you that protected them. It was you that fought for them. It was you that got their son through. You that got their daughter through. But 15 years of that would weary, would weary anybody.
But it don't just come from the front. And this one is a knife. And if the sheep don't cover the shepherd, the shepherd. It was wrong, nothing. But I'm asking you tonight that if I've ever poured into you, that tonight, just once, just once, just once. Can you go in spiritual warfare for me? You don't want to, don't, don't. I'm good, I'm gonna be good and I'm good now. Pray for me. In the building and online, can you pray for me? Just the voices. If you don't want to pray for me, don't say nothing. I'm good. But especially if I'm your shepherd. Stop the hand of the smiter. Speak strength into your shepherd. Speak a fresh wind into your shepherd. Speak creativity into your shepherd. got the strength to birth out our next. Pray I'm surrounded by the right people that lift up my arms and don't pull them down. Pray that the enemy is rebuked. Pray that discouragement is rebuked. Come on, just 20 more seconds. Just 20 more seconds. I'm just asking you to pray for me. 
you don't want to, shut up. Don't say nothing. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Facebook. Some pastors won't get this vulnerable to ask those that they lead to pray for them. But I got to teach my people how to cover their shepherd. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, thank you for praying for me. Now, let's send up praise. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Glory to God. 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 Come on. We're about to go. We're about to go. But can I get you to say glory? Come on, say glory. Say glory. Everybody stand on your feet in this building and online. Did y'all notice how when we shut it down, we shut it down? Tonight, if you're in this building or you're online, can I teach you something, Harvest? I need you to please always pray for me because I cover you daily. I'm not a complainer, so I won't complain. But I can tell, I was talking to a pastor the other day, and I felt his, uh, I felt his, his, his pain. He said, Bishop, he said, you know, he said, I saw people walk away from me when I needed them. The very, he said, how are you going to walk away from me in a pandemic? I said, I know, tell me about it. He said, and these weren't just, you know, everyday people. He said, these were people who were close to me. And, uh, and then he said something. He said, and, and he said, this pandemic, he taught me something. He said, he said, Bishop, they ain't checking for me. I said, give me the translation. No. <laughs> he, said, he, said, he, said, he said, they only use me when they need something. But we're built to. So at the beginning of this summer, in the beginning of this series, the Lord said for me to teach those that I lead to cover me. 
pray for me. Thank you for those of you who do it on a regular basis. Thank you for those. Thank you for those of you who incur. Thank you for those of you who write notes and cards. I read every single one of them. Thank you for those of you who send notes and letters and so I read every single one of them. People around me will tell you that I read every single one of them. I don't even get halfway down the hall before it's <laughs> everything online. I want to be a shepherd that continues to love what he does and continues to love people. Because people will try to push you to make you hate them. And I don't want to be that shepherd. I, I don't want to be that shepherd. I want to unlock. I want the best of you to come out of you. Tonight, if you're in this building or you're online, you're not a Christian, tonight's your night to come to the Lord. You need to recommit yourself to him. Tonight's your night. Thirdly, if you're like, Bishop, I don't know where things stand with the Lord, but I want to be sure. I want you to be sure tonight. You need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure. On the count of three, wherever you're at, in this building, online, in the building, do the hand wave emoji online. Excuse me, in the online, do the hand wave emoji or say, it's me. If you're in the building, just raise your hand up. You need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure, wherever you're at, on the count of three, I just need you to do that. One, God's coming to get you tonight. Two, God's coming to get you tonight. One, two, three. If that's you, respond wherever you are. I see you. I see you. God bless you. God bless you. Come on, let's celebrate those coming to the Lord in the building on a Wednesday. Let's celebrate those online. Online, do that hand wave emoji. Just say it's me. Everybody say this to me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place because of this belief and because of this confession. If this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I'm reconnected to you. If I was not sure, I am sure. I confess with my mouth, I believe in my heart that you are my God, my King, and my Father. Give me the grace to walk out this race. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed that prayer, recommitted yourself to the Lord, or you're sure, text the word decision. It's on the screen, the 877-552-4746. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time? or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to the number 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.
It's a holiday story. It's a family story. It's a story of thousands of twinkling lights and countless memories. A story of crackling fireplaces and candlelight Christmas evenings, where the sounds of sleigh bells and carols echo all around. It's a story of peace and togetherness, of glittering ornaments, fragrant wreaths, and wide-eyed wonder. It's the enchanting story of a beloved tradition at America's largest home, with 250 magnificently decorated rooms, each with its own stories to tell. But all this can't begin to tell the full story of Christmas at Biltmore. Come walk in the footsteps of the Vanderbilt family and immerse yourself in a winter wonderland of endless holiday delights. Because as wondrous as the story of Christmas at Biltmore may be, it can never be complete without you. Plan your visit at Biltmore.com.